have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Orton. What? Then name the system Orton. Loki religion is an ancient weapon. There's no match for a good blast. Orton coming up on Alderaan. You may fire when ready. One Alderaan explosion. Explosion Eric's official countdown to Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. It's 77 days until release. My name's Ian Blight, your Jedi Master, and joining me, my Padawans, who don't get sick of being called my Padawans, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan, excited to be here to hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. Aren't we all? And Kira Marchant. Mm, happy to be here we are. Oh, good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's no, taking we got, this we got Yoda for, on this episode. For, yeah, what an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> An upgrade, I am not. <laughs> Kieran be the bestest. <laughs> Is he though? Kieran and Yoda have Kieran and Yoda have something very similar in common. They walk slow, and you may think they can't get around pretty fast, but when it comes to action, flippity flippity bow. <laughs> 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 Thank you all for joining us this week on this week's episode of Old Rank Explosions. You can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anybody's confused, it's not Yoda, it's Kieran. Hey, it was, I know, it was what? a spot on impression. Oh. It's Kieran here. Unbelievable. Sorry. See you, Yoda. Shock. Thanks for stopping in. He's gone now. See Ooh. you in <laughs> eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back to talk about your death. Um... Yeah, so we're talking about episode three this week, of course, Revenge of the the Sithis. Um, and as always, kind of just going to open up with the, the, the check-in. Ash, when was the last time you watched this movie? And do you have, do you reckon you have any different thoughts between the, that time and this time? I'm pretty sure it was two years ago when we did it for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I think I've I heard d- this before. Yeah, we might just have to. We could just save time and use the same clip every week. Just re-record uh, <laughs> the same segment. I keep checking in because I'm like, maybe one time you'll be like, "Oh no, I randomly watched change. this one." Like, no, yeah, um, no, this was it was better than the other two, but there's still, you know, there's some not so great things in it still. Just anything with Anakin really, <laughs> it's not great. And yeah, yeah, I feel uh, like some stuff has been sort of filled in, and then there's some stuff like at the start I completely forgot the Doku Doku cut off Anakin's arm. Doku, yeah, Doku? even though I saw Doku, it, Doku, 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 Sudoku, yeah. Doku's even though we watched that movie last week, <laughs> <laughs> even though we talked about Kelt, it last week, yeah, Kelt, Doku. I'm like, I had to quickly search on my phone. Is this the thing that happened in the movie, or is it like a Clone Wars thing? No, it happened in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it happened in the movie. Shocking. Uh, K- Karen, when was the last time you watched this movie and how, how do you feel about it? I don't think I've watched it since... I think it's been two years for me as well because I wasn't going to watch this until I'd watched all of Clone Wars initially until we started doing the show. Um, I, I think I pref- I didn't mind it as much this time as I think I hated on it a lot last time. I think I even said this was the worst one out of the prequels for me. Really? I don't. Yeah, I think I said. I believe because I, I used to think that, and I always cut to a clip. Thinking that. <laughs> um, but I think Anakin is. I prefer this Anakin over Clone Wars, like Attack of the Clones, Anakin, because it's more like Clone Wars Anakin, even though it's a bit shitter. 
he's not, I don't know, I kind of don't mind him as much, if so, that makes well, sense. Well, a lot of the movie is like, you get a, a lot less whining, and then by the time you get down to more whining, it's like enraged turning to the dark side whining, which kind of makes more sense. Yeah, like it's there's there's still more. I don't know. They still, it's still a, a shit rendition of the character. But you turned her against me. Yeah, yeah. So I watched it. I think like a year ago. It was on TV, and I watched it. Um, I think because I'm gonna be honest. Like as we're we're ending every episode, and we're you know put, placing them in our rankings. I don't actually know what my Star Wars ranking is. I've never done it. I've never like put much thought into it. It always scares me. And I'm the fun thing about doing this podcast for its final season is I'm going to discover my Star Wars ranking as, as everyone else does. <laughs> but having said that, I think I may surprise some people with how much how high I probably end up ranking this movie. I actually really really like this movie. This is the the one that's kind of grown on me the most over the years. Um, the one I'm quite happy to watch. The one that I actually think is a, a good movie. I, I very much enjoy this this movie of the prequels. I think it's its shoulders lengths above the the previous two. And I love the final act so much. And there's just lots of things I really enjoy. It has some of the best music. Um, even though some of it's already been used before in previous prequel movies, but they bring it back and then there's some new stuff and like the culmination, this prob- this probably has, I don't know, the best Star Wars soundtrack maybe. I don't know. It's like um, just lots of things I really, really love about this. So I think when, it, when push comes to shove, I might have to make some uh, decisions in my Star Wars ranking list that actually ends up <laughs> igniting internet fanboy wars. Part of me is scared by where this is going to end. Because I was thinking, like, I'm thinking about it compared to, like, I, it trilogy. worries me that part of me thinks this is going to end up above one of the original trilogy. And I have a feeling I know which of the original trilogy it's going to be above. And I think it'll trigger me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> So, um, yeah, not looking forward no, to well, that. Well, no spoilers, but, you know, never say never. Um, nobody's ever really gone. So, yeah, I, um, <laughs> I, I, of course, I took my took my notes here and we're kind of going to go across the notes I wrote down while watching a movie and use those as some jumping off points for stuff. But um, jumping into it, shall we? The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. The Council wants you to report on all the Chancellor's dealings. That's treason. We are at war, Anakin. The crawl is what the final act of the Clone War- the final arc of Clone Wars Season 7 is basically going to be about about hey let's talk about how awesome the clone Wars season seven trailer is and see i, I honestly feel like because i'm i'm starting the movie and i'm reading the crawl and it's like uh you know dooku has kidnapped palpatine from blah 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 like obi-wan and all this sort of thing have rushed into office um when the clone wars orig- originally was cancelled before they announced that season seven was coming to disney plus uh of course next year february or whenever it is they did at one Star Wars celebration two years ago, they showed like rough sketches and like a rough muck up 
mock-up of like what what the final episodes of the the series would have been about so i kind of know the way it's going to go and basically it would tie it would have tied the clone wars series pretty much up to the second before uh revenge of the sith starts so the last episode would have basically ended with like anakin or even even the last episode could potentially go in past the point of like where this movie starts and obi-wan and anakin are in their ships flying around of course where this movie kicks off the the last episode of the clone wars could still go past that moment with stuff happening um with ahsoka down here because unless they change things you have anakin and ahsoka and obi-wan all together and then they get the call that palpatine uh, has been kidnapped so then they rush off to go help him obviously so that's how it's all going to tie in but the other thing is and the reason I think that this movie's, of course, grown on me. And I brought up the Clone Wars series so much last episode. Now I'm going to continue for this because the prequels is, to me, heavily Clone Wars. Like, the, the Clone Wars is the prequels to me. The, the reason I enjoy watching these movies now is because of the Clone Wars. The, the Clone Wars animated series is what reignited my, my, my love for Star Wars. The Clone Wars TV series is, as far as I'm concerned, the the one thing that kept Star Wars alive it isn't Disney buying it and making more movies. It was that TV series that kept it alive and was possibly the best thing that's happened to Star Wars bar to the franchise being invented itself. Like most of the best characters and stories have come from that. So um, I can't help but bring it up every single time to <laughs> talk about I the feel prequels. I feel like now watching it and having a better pre- appreciation for um, The Clone Wars, I find it really weird that... There is a large audience base for this movie that, that for like these movies that have just never seen Clone Wars in a in the whole like for and that, that, for me I can't believe yeah, that I did that yeah Ashley <laughs> until he's gonna binge it in like two days and then he'll come back in oh, and be like hey what up nerds two um I'm not that he's like um, try four <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have things to do <laughs> <laughs> but um. I think even like for me, I don't understand how like it just gives so much more of an appreciation to the prequels and gives so much more. And I think it fleshes this movie out so much. I think this movie is the biggest beneficiary of that information. Yes. Because this movie, I feel like the, the original, like, I don't know, like the way the, three movies are cut up for story beats feels when you've watched clone wars feels really weird like just the fact that it's like almost as if the clone wars should have started in episode one and then episode two should have been a large majority of in the clone wars and then episode two episode three should be the end of the clone wars and what we have like well i i I honestly but then we wouldn't have got pod racing and i mean what's the point yeah, that's true. What's the point of life without that? I, 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 in my mind, I think the reason I like this movie so much at the moment, or these days, the last couple of years, ever since, you know, Clone Wars existed and whatever, the reason I like it so much is because I kind of watch it as the last episode or the movie length feature. Yes. Yeah. That is to the, the live action finisher of the Clone Wars TV series. I don't really view it in a weird way, I don't view it as episode three. It is like the final live action episode of the Clone Wars animated TV series. Cause 
all of the history that comes prior to watching this movie, what's been going on, who are a bunch of these characters, who are all the big players, the the slow build up build up of Annie contending to Dark Side, uh, Ahsoka, that's all, all these things like it's all that. And the, yeah, I watched this movie. I'm like, oh, this is the this is the grand finale of that TV series where everyone else watches it as the the finale of the prequels where I'm like, yeah, sure, it's that. But to me, that's like below it being the cap off mm. of an animated TV series. <laughs> well, it just like, as a whole for storytelling, they they bring in elements that, like they bring in characters that aren't featured in the rest of the series. Like they bring in General Grievous and it's just kind of like, except that he's there. He's had no buildup in the movies. If you just look at the three movies in isolation, he's had no buildup. He's got nothing. He's just kind of there to be cool robot person that he oh, was there to sell the toys does he have yeah he's there to sell toys. <laughs> and then you've got this other weird bookend to count dooku that like it's like somebody chopped the middle of a book out for a character and just kind of stuck the last page and the first page together and we're like yeah there you go there's your story yeah. for him that's what's like, like when, when you when you watch these movies so close even like just a week apart it is so weird watching the end of episode two where they battle him and then you start this one they're like oh kill him it's really weird whereas if you watch the if you watch animated series they have you know that couple of years worth of history between them and running around from one another and political intrigue happening and whatever mm-hmm. else that's been going on and then you watch this and that's what i'm saying like i, I watched the start of this movie i see cuckoo get ki- uh, cuckoo jesus ash is fucking cuckoo uh, <laughs> <Freaking> <laughs> old cuckoo the dooku <laughs> <laughs> i see you see dooku get killed at the start of this and you know that's what i'm saying subconsciously even if i'm not really thinking about it i do have so much more history if you've watched the clone yeah. wars yeah, and I, that show does such a good job at writing within the boundaries that these movies set up, and that's because they weren't created by, you know, some random other person off the side here. George Clu- George Lucas created the Clone Wars. George Lucas was heavily involved in the Clone Wars as much as he was these movies. He didn't, cr- like, pilot the first episode and just hand it off to people. George Lucas was there in the, the trenches, if you want to put it that way, and that's why you end up with things like Jar Jar still being used a lot and what, whatever, but George Lucas... In in some ways, I feel like he really did the prequel trilogy so he could start doing spin-off things like The Clone Wars because I feel like he put way more effort and passion and whatever else into the characters that were created that. You know, like Ahsoka Tano. It's like, here's a character that... He's like, you know, let's give Anakin a, a Padawan. He never thought to do that in the movies, but he kept it in this, this spin-off series thing. I'm like, okay, I think George has had more of a passion for uh, long-form storytelling than he did at movies, weirdly. Which is really strange, and, like, when you say boundaries, it's, like, the boundaries are, like, some of the most far-apart boundaries in the book. It's like, well, you've got this bit here, where it starts, the Clone Wars, and you've got this bit a couple years later when the Clone Wars finishes, or even after the Clone Wars, uh, go ahead and fill that in, and you're like... Basically. Yeah, it's it, which is really weird for a movie series to go fill in this section. It's almost as if you watch Lord of the Rings and you didn't get Helm's Deep. They just kind of were like, they'll just, characters will just turn up at, at the end yeah. after Helm's Deep and be like talking yeah. about it. And you're like, it, it just, saying, like yeah. it, in my mind, it really just, it, 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 to me, it's always been that George designed like in, in his mind, as weird as it is, he didn't, he was, wasn't bothered about, there being this big gap of missing information because in his mind it was like 
well, I'm doing the Clone Wars anyway, you know, like, well, just people watch that, it'll be fine, like, and it doesn't work as a three-movie thing to have that much information skip, but it does work if you are partaking and watching everything, I guess, but, um... But poor Ashley here, poor Ashley's like, what the hell? No, Where did, don't know what why, happened, just... Why is Doki, Doki Kylie's dying? arm off in one movie and then he got his head chopped off in the other? Oh, spoilers already, fuck. But, you know, <laughs> here's the... You know, I was just, you know, he actually came into this movie thinking, can't wait to learn a bit more about Doki. Gonna see him like really <laughs> ramp it up, this Doki guy. Doku, and, yeah. You know, he's gonna he's gonna get to get really big and powerful and scary and oh and he's dead. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Before we go to before we continue too much longer on a fucking Clone Wars uh, tirade, <laughs> which was kind of been the last two episodes of the, of this podcast at this stage, but um so I rewatched the Clone Wars season seven trailer. <laughs> Um, because after I finished watching the movie, because of course, and I just want to say that I'm going to chuck it out there. I honestly would nearly take season seven of Clone Wars over another live action Star Wars <laughs> movie. <laughs> I feel, I feel so much more attachment and I get so much, like I, I, I can nearly feel tears welling up watching that trailer. I'm like, I have so much investment in these fucking characters. It is unbelievable well like, i mean those it, characters have been on screen more than any other characters any yes. other iterations of way Star more Wars time with them so. yeah i'm like oh man there's that there's a one shot so not to spend too much time to try because as i said we're gonna fucking spend a Wars podcast time on this stage no 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 i'll, I'll get past the parts i just want to say that like they, they set up there's a part because ahsoka leaves the jedi order in like season end of five or six days i can't remember um end of five but in in this they have her like coming back and there's a part where the the clone troopers are like hand they've painted on like her symbol onto their helmets as like a show of like being her troops and like welcoming her back i'm like my precious heart like just reach for me ahsoka (laughs) help me um and then there's part of them where mole turns up too so that's really cool (laughs) (laughs) can't wait can't wait for old, but old, old mate Mole to be back. But yeah, I noticed um, that he had two legs. Yeah, yeah, he does spider leg thing. No, he, spoilers. Ashley gets rid of the spider things within a few episodes of the. Uh, <laughs> after well, he doesn't comes he have back. spider legs in Solo? Uh, no, he has. No, you only see his head in Solo. Okay. And Ash, you've watched the Rebels episode where he dies. Well, yeah, you've but watched the scene. I've seen the scene. It was a while ago. Yeah, but as yeah. we've learned, Ash can watch a movie one a week ago and then forget what happened the week after. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Mondu right, did, I don't know. <laughs> Mondu. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Rest of my notes continued. Look at this battle. I want this battle in episode nine. And by that, I mean the part where Obi-Wan and Anakin are flying the ships over, the, the huge battle that's happening. And it, there's so many ships in this scene. It's probably the most ships... I guess you see in any of the Star Wars movies in uh, a very like close combat sequence like this. Of course, you kind of get the the X wings versus Tie fighters and these sorts of things in the in the original movies, but it it really doesn't show. I would say what they show here because there's one shot from above, like a bird's eye kind of view, where they show there's heaps of ships happening down here, and there, it just seems like there is a fuck ton of ships. Like even like they, they never zoom out to show you the full scope, but it's like. I kind of want this, but more combined with how much that's going on here 
and then combine that with kind of what they do in Rogue One, where there wasn't quite as much happening here. I kind of really hope that Episode Nine has an epic space battle, is what I want. I think this is... The start of this episode is as close to the Obi-Wan Anakin banter that I love that you don't really get in Clone Wars as much because in Clone Wars it's more of a master and padawan kind of banter with back and forth but I think this one they're a lot closer almost with the banter and there's a lot more almost not quite equals but Anakin is of such a more higher standing now. well yeah it's like in Attack of the Clones the last movie you're watching that and it's like he's a padawan now between the two movies he becomes a general and um he's uh, you know he's He's his own person now. He's not Padawan, uh, Padawan Anakin yeah. Skywalker now. He's he's a general leading an army and all these sorts of things. So um, they're kind of more at equal grounds here. Of course, Obi-Wan's on the Jedi Council, which puts him somewhat above and whatever else. But yeah, you, you can tell he's got... They're more like just equals going into battle together as friends more than just like uh, yes, Jedi yeah. Master and Padawan kind of leading one another. Um, and then, yeah, the next thing I note kind of ties into that as well. I wrote down, they do show Anakin's passion... He wants to go help the clones. So I, and this is like a subtle little detail that I guess it, it would fly over most people. But as much as you could be like, how does he go from being such a, you know, to an evil person straight away? Or like, I, I hear a lot of people say there was never any good in him in the first place and all these sorts of things. They always kind of like show that there is definitely good in him. And he he has a, um, Whereas Obi-Wan gives two shits and he's like happy to stick to the mission. He's like, the clones are doing what they got to do. They got to, you know, if they got to die for the mission, that's, that's what they're, that's what they're for. But Anakin actually has enough passion within, within him to actually like say, I want to go help the clones. And Obi-Wan has to tell him, no, we can't do that. And, you know, not to tie it back to the Clone Wars again, but there are a lot of episodes of the Clone Wars where Anakin (laughs) will kind of do really kind of outlandish things to try and save people where other Jedi would have just gone, nah, fuck it, like. Man, we we can't. That's they're dead. It's crazy, it's fine. We'll leave them. crazy. What a one eighty turn he does. Yeah, or yeah. even just <laughs> like this. This movie establishes Anakin as a good starfighter pilot because I don't think that is established in Clone Wars. And uh, there's like inklings of inklings in Phantom seen, Menace of uh, him Phantom being <laughs> the inklings of him in Phantom Menace being good. But a lot of the times, the the part where he's in a fighter, it's like a lot of luck in many ways where he's doing just random shit and being like, oh boy, I can now shoot this thing. And just the kid pisses me off. So there's no, but you get a sense of, you get a sense of, oh, he's a really good starfighter pilot. He's confident in himself. I now see how this links to the future where we get Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Darth Vader. <laughs> it's an episode. That's my, that's my name. Ep- oh, for the episode. There we go. <laughs> Um, Darth, then we get, you know, in Darth Vader, we get this legendary Starfighter pilot who everybody's scared of, and this shows that connection. Yeah, for sure. Um, next thing I wrote down was, much like his visions as a kid, what he sees is nothing but a possible future, as Yoda would tell him. But he he believes in them too hard, believes them to be truth at all times. So I wrote this into response where... Um, we, we skipped ahead a bit after the battle at this point and he's laying in bed and he's having his first, they have that first nightmare scene where he, he sees uh, Padme dying and he, he wakes up in the middle of the night and walks out to the night sky and looks out and, you know, this is where he starts having all these dark thoughts about Padme dying and these sorts of things, which that's the thing, like, he is always from day dot 
in all of these prequel movies, whenever they show anything to do with Anakin's like precognition or whatever you want to call it, he always takes it all to be true. Not like a, a figment of the future, not like a possible future. It is whatever he's seeing is set in stone. And that's actually a theme that um, they're carrying into other Star Wars things, including the one of the comics I'm going to talk about in a, in a moment as well. But um, it's like, it, if he'd believed, and I find it really weird because like Qui-Gon Jinn, they've set up in the canon as like so Qui-Gon Jinn was introduced to the prophecies by Count Dooku. He was Dooku was Qui-Gon's master. Dooku was into the prophecies. Lots of Jedi don't give any shits about the prophecies because everyone, including Yoda's like, don't dabble in that shit. That's like a path to the dark side. You know, like how Yoda's always Yoda even tells Anakin later in the movie, of course, like don't don't look into that sort of stuff. That's like Yoda's like everything's a path to the dark side. Yeah, well, pretty much, yeah. Um, so mm, then uh, Qui-Gon... to the dark side, <laughs> Yeah, it probably is. It is. Yeah, um, Dooku then introduces Qui-Gon to the prophecies. Qui-Gon then, of course, gets obsessed with the prophecies to the point where Phantom Menace, he thinks he's discovered the prophesied child. And then, although you, they show in that movie that Qui- uh, Obi-Wan's like a bit... You know, he, he doesn't really... He's not full into the prophecies, but he's well aware that Qui-Gon's... You gather that even in that movie that Qui-Gon's, of course, taught him about them, but Qui-Gon's, uh, Obi-Wan's more like, eh, don't really fully believe them. But then uh, you kind of gather after Qui-Gon dies that Obi-Wan becomes a little bit more of a believer, I guess, because of the fact that his master basically died to, uh, and his last wish was to to see what he believed as the, the prophesied, prophesied child come, come through and all these sorts of things. But even Qui-Gon and Count Dooku and all these other people who uh, within other material they've showed believe in the prophecies and these sorts of things, they always never like take them for 100%. Like for, for what's written, that's what's, what's going to come true. And basically anytime Anakin has a, a vision of anything, um, including like his mother's death and then her, uh, Padme's death and all these sorts of things, he, he never believes like there's a possibility to, to change any of these things. And Yoda is somewhat right because then he is like the fact he gets so obsessed with believing that's exactly what's going to happen and that's the future and that's what it holds that is what leads him down to the uh the dark side obsessing over these these futures that he thinks he can see without the ability to change anything about them uh is um, there a possibility that these visions are provided by Darth Sidious? because uh, in the future i mean what's his name snoke make, uh-huh. makes the connection between ray and Ben in the in in the Last Jedi is there some no I I don't I don't think so I think it's on? just the, some Jedi have uh some Jedi just have extra sort of powers that others don't and they've kind of covered this and other stuff as well like some Jedi including um Cypher Digus had like similar sorts of, he also had the ability to have like uh, precognition like sees futures these sorts of things so it's not like a super uncommon thing and I, that's what Simon was talking about the Phantom Menace whenever I see that scene about An- uh, Anakin talking about you know he, he's he's seen this he's seen this which when you watch it and you're not paying too much attention it just comes off as like some child just thinking all this sort of stuff or whatever but to me it's Anakin even as a young age showing that he has always had dreams like this like he's always had dreams that are his precognitive prognig- Abilities, 
That was a fucking mouthful. Um, <laughs> he's always kind of Words. shown them, but also yeah, precognitive. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the precognitive. Thank you. Um, As we discussed in the first season of Alderaan Explosion, words don't mean anything. Doesn't sure know, don't. It doesn't matter how they're pronounced. No. And I just, I, I think what, what, as he gets older and he starts like having all the visions about stuff, he uh, just becomes more obsessed with them because they're, they're showing things and he starts to believe that they're going to come true at all points in time. So they actually tie this into something else. So I read, I recently read through Darth Vader, Dark Lords of Sith, Volumes 1 to 4, which we had previously mentioned. I think in episode one, no, episode two, the Phantom Menace episode, I think we'd previously mentioned the whole Darth Vader comic book where um, Palpatine's behind uh, his mother um, and like if, it makes it out like he's putting the Anakin, the baby inside of it. Like he makes it out how this thing's happening. So in that comic, because... I, re- I only ever read, I only ever skimmed that section. I never read these volumes through until just recently, start to finish. So what it is, is that Vader goes to Mustafar, right? This is shortly after episode three. And he's like, I'm going to build my castle here, which of course we only ever introduced to the, the concept of Vader's castle in Rogue One. Until that stage, we didn't know this was a thing. Now the idea of Vader's castle has kind of become a fan favorite like heavily used like cool thing that vader builds this castle on mustafa like it, it it's in the fucking vr game that's on oculus and these sorts of things um heavy used thing so as he goes there and the reason he wants to build his uh castle there is because he finds like a really strong dark side of the force like a uh, fisher point basically which he manages to open up in 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 the final issue and he kind of walks through this gateway and it's a really weird thing because it's kind of like he's entering the dark side of the force or like the dark side of the force is kind of showing him something. And he's walking through it as like a ghostly figure. Like he kind of drops out of his own body. So he's like in this otherworldly place, right? And he's seeing past, present and future. So they, they show scenes of obviously young Anakin walking down. I, they throw some random like prequel quotes up on the in, in, in letter boxes on the comic like now this is what i call pod racing and the things like that like which is quite funny to read in the comic because and of course he just like, regrets it he's <laughs> like I, if i could go back and kill myself when i was a kid i would do it like I'd, well, I'd stop there's lit- that. there's literally a scene where they show you like yana and he can walk past and the big looming shadow of vader like reaches out and, like begins choking him um so you can read into that what that's supposed to mean uh, I guess I I don't know if that means he wishes he could actually go back and kill himself. Maybe he does. I don't know. Like that's the th- that's the thing about this last sequence is there's no explanation for it. It's all very much left up for you to decipher what it is. Of course, he walks down further. Uh, he sees his mother standing there. Palpatine's behind her. Um, he has hands out. Looks like Palpatine's putting the baby in there. Um, and then he goes up further. He has a vision of him fighting Ahsoka in the Star Wars Rebels episode where Vader comes down and finds her uh, there. Which, by the way, uh, when you read this comic book, which was of, which was made after that Rebels episode, and then you go back and you rewatch that Rebels episode, Vader literally comes down on top of the TIE fighter and then says... It was foretold that you would be here. And then when you rewatch that episode after reading the comic where he has a vision of this fight, it's like either that's a really fucked up coincidence or there was literally this much like 
subtle planning happening around. I don't care. Either way, it really fucking works in a cool way because obviously once you read the comic, it's like, oh, he had a fucking vision of this fight. Like Then he's like, yeah, it was foretold he would be here, Ahsoka, right? Okay, yeah, this all makes sense. Um, and then he, even they even tie it all the way into the pre uh, sequel trilogy now where it then the last couple words he hears and because it's a comic you kind of have to take it as these are like whispers of voices like kind of happening around him like think ray's vision uh yeah. in episode seven or something like that with just random voices just all happening around him and the last couple text box that you you see are the words uh uh kill it uh, f- fuck the full kylo ren thing you know like uh uh, kill it if you have to, the past, like that. Yeah. That's the last couple of words that appear. And it's like, oh, fuck, okay. So he's hearing about Kylo Ren now. And then um, by the very end of it, he kind of goes up, he bumps into a, a Padme who turns around and she like turns into a devil face and like falls away and all these weird things. And then this giant blue blast appears at the end of the, the opposite end of where he's like standing in this castle. And then out from the blue blast kind of appears this figure that looks like uh, Luke Skywalker, of course. And then uh, Vader's kind of knocked out of this this vision and returns to his own body. The comic then ends with Vader exiting his castle and just simply saying yes. It's kind of like he's he's accepted his fate at this point because the entire reason he wanted and entered that place in the first place was because he was still at this stage. And this is like a year or so after episode three takes place, he's still obsessed with the idea of being able to bring Padme back to life. And the entire reason he enters this dark side of the force thing or whatever you want to call it is because he's trying to find a way to get Padme back. And then the dark side of the force shows him that and ain't happening. This is, this is, this is the way it is now. And then once he exits, it's Vader like, actually fully officially accepting that this is his life now like this is him fully giving into dark side but the thing is like this if this is the dark side of the force showing him a vision much like all the other visions that they show him getting within episode three two one what have you he takes everything he sees for granted and i don't know if that means that us as the readers watchers whatever of any of this stuff have to you know do i take the fact that he sees padme dying uh, in a vision mean that she has to die no i don't because th- it's like that was his choice was he always destined to go down but that she path? Does. path i don't know uh, yeah but uh, it's just i don't know like he my view point is thing where you are and she does because but part of that is yes there is some coincidence that leads him to where you know he finds his mother you know had he been quicker he could have saved her had he you know there's just decisions that the only reason we know that those visions are true is because Anakin accepted those visions as true in the movie. We don't know what would happen if Anakin hadn't accepted those visions as true, which yes. is the whole, like, it's it's a complex I'm pretty sure she would have died. Who? Anakin's mum. Okay, yeah, but the, just because one of the things he has, is a, has a vision actually comes true does not mean that all of them are destined to come true. That's what I'm saying. But they all it depends, do. Ash. It depends, Ash. Are you someone who believes that uh, your future is just, you know, have you ever seen Donnie Darko? Or we just follow I don't know. Fucking- I've never had visions before, so. <laughs> but, like, this is, where, this is where there's conflicted information that the audience is being given. Because Yoda's telling people the visions don't always, aren't always the truth. Yeah. And then we are seeing it from Anakin's point of view, who doesn't believe what Yoda says and very much believes that this is the it's truth. It's the truth. Yes. And that's why, uh, which uh, 
that's what I'm saying. Like the, the movies are quite interesting from that standpoint because I, I believe that most people who watch the movies will just take the visions as their truth. Which and the same can be said for when we come across to the comic thing, which basically everyone takes this whole you know you go on the internet most people think that this this palpatine like thing of like him making him making anakin or whatever like from behind and all this imagery that we see you can read the comic and you, you can see that one picture and they do nothing to explain it and once again like the movies it's like okay i guess that most people read this are just going to take that for granted but as I'm reading this thing, I'm like, oh, but I shouldn't be like, that's, I think the whole point is I shouldn't be just believing that just but because. isn't that just the dark side? If that is the dark side, trying to convince Anakin that he was always meant to be bad, like that he was always meant for this because he was created by the dark side. It, so... it's, it could be that. It could be just a manifestation of his biggest fear. You know, like Palpatine was literally the one that kind of created him. Uh, the thing in- is, I think I've always thought that if, since you've brought up that uh, that theory of Palpatine being involved in his creation, Palpatine strikes me as the type of character that would later down the track rub that in Darth Vader's face almost. Like, at a breaking point, be like, well, I did this and this is the truth. <laughs> you can't, you can't Darth. deal with it. Yeah. I am your father. As he's as he's flying, yeah. You as know it's true. That fucking episode six when he's flying down that tunnel after Vader chucks him off. You fucking prick! I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I see him as a character that would do would use that information to manipulate Darth Vader. Like that's why I find it hard to believe it's never come up from Sidious himself. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's quite interesting because a lot of uh, a lot of the prequel stuff is like visions and weird mystical shit and blah 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 the the main line the the main set you know episode four through six don't really didn't have any of that the sequel trilogy has dabbled in that stuff um rebels and clone wars have featured this sort of stuff quite heavily like some of the more mystical sides of the force but it's it's always quite interesting to be like well who do i trust here the, the from the the, the the viewpoint of the character I'm taking it through, uh, from the writer of the episode, that should I just trust it myself? Oh, no, it's always it's always quite interesting. Uh, so next thing I wrote down was the music that kicks in as Anakin comes into the opera scene. Um, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Ironic. Um, th- so this this scene is absolutely fantastic. I love it. You know, it's heavily memed, of course, but it is still the best as far as I'm concerned. Best Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine scene that we get in anything Star Wars. Yeah, it's fun to see him like, you know, full on Emperor fucked up face, like cackling, of course, and all that sort of stuff. As fun as that is, this is the most like, j- just the just the sly like face movements he makes, like when he's telling the story and he's like uplifting and just the just how menacing I think he comes across and like how much he can tell he's playing Anakin and all these sorts of things. And of course, how like, did he know that you know, Anakin thought Padme was going to die? But Anakin, Anakin probably Anakin like this is where there could have been things left off screen because I think that would be something that Anakin would or share with him. He's been secretly manipulating him to think that she's Ashley's die. really trying to ride this hard. This theory, oh, yeah. he's like Visions, full man. tinfoil hatting this crap. Like, but I think you know this scene would be more impactful if it hadn't this been wasn't a prequel. A no, but like watching it originally. We already knew who the fuck Palpatine was going to be. 
Like, yeah, well, it, you say that, but there was a lot of people, younger people, like friends I had in school who, as I said before, like the prequels were their first Star Wars movie, so they yeah, they had no yeah. idea. Like, or so say if you watch, if if you suggest that for Star Wars fans. For the main core of Star Wars fans that aren't young or they, they've watched, they watched it, you know, four, five, six, one, two, three. Like they watch it in what some people would believe is the correct order, whatever. Um, if you've watched four, five, six and you come into this, it doesn't make this scene as impactful as if all of a sudden you would have this holy fuck moment of, oh shit, like this is. I don't know. This there, guy. There could be some people who didn't click that that's the emperor. Possibly. I don't know. I think. I mean, he doesn't I, look okay. like the emperor. Until. Yeah. He starts doing the electricity thing. <laughs> he looks like the emperor in like episodes one and two. Lots of people wear black cloaks. I, I don't think it. I don't think that like the, the shock value of, oh my God, he's actually, he's actually the. The Dark Lord. I don't. I don't think that's really matters because it's like I think it's more fun to watch the scene knowing fully who he is and just being but able to appreciate how interesting menacing. to watch it. It'd be interesting to watch it with that shock, though. That shock factor. Oh sure. Like, I'm like, sure some people do. I remember seeing yeah, exactly. a viral video going around. Maybe the last. Oh, time was that the little Star girl was, or whatever? The little it was? girl who yeah, sees yeah, Anakin yeah. turn and she like freaks yeah. out. Yeah. She's like, no. <laughs> it's like everyone knew from day one watching these movies, Anakin becomes Darth Vader. But this, yeah, the, these people who never watch four, five, six, they're like, Anakin's a good kid. Like, why? And then he turns to Dark Side. It's like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Oh, I would love to watch a kid see the rest of that film React. after that. It's, we're yeah, it's we're quite, through the looking glass. It's very fucking messed Watching up. as he straight up murders everybody. All of well, the younglings, yeah. kids yeah. their age. This kid who's watched Phantom Menace, Clo- Attack of the Clones, all the Clone Wars, loves Anakin Skywalker. Yep. And then it happens. You know there's kids out there that... I like that, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, so you know, maybe, maybe it's better just to show your kids them in order. I'm going to tell... I'm going to do that to my kids. I'm going to ruin their lives. Be like, <laughs> make sure they, they love this character and then I'm going to crush it before them. It's like... That's what's going to happen if you have a relationship before you're 18. You know that next- babysitter you have a silly crush on? Stop. Now. <laughs> next thing I wrote down was just the hello there. Because, of course, once again, talking about memes, the the ultimate Obi-Wan meme. The and- ultimate Obi-Wan meme. Just chuck what? it out there that if he better say it, he better say it once during the Obi Wan TV series. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be hello there. <laughs> like the best shit if the trait, the first trailer with the first time we see him in that again is like shots of just like landscapes, maybe an overarching narration voice or something, and then it goes to black, and then it cuts to him and he says hello there. I'd be like. <laughs> I'd lose my shit. I'd be like, "That's I'm in." I don't know. One way to get people to put people would be posting it every. It would be it would be an internet bomb. I mean, if we go on Dylan's theory, where a certain other character shows up, it'd be cool if they said it (laughs) when they see him the first time. Yeah, Dylan Um, would lose his mind. I'm excited for Dylan losing his mind. I'm excited for Dylan losing his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Who isn't? 
Any day now. Psychotism. You yeah, thought yes. Dylan reacting to, <laughs> to Sidious's voice was a hype <laughs> moment. <laughs> I should. I'll have to record reactions to. If they don't have a if they don't have a soaker in the trailers, then I'll just have to record myself watching every episode of the Obi Wan series, <laughs> just in case it happens. It's live watch along, yeah. I I I don't know if it still exists on the internet. I don't know if I post it on Twitter or YouTube or something like that. But the the last uh the last season of Rebels or whatever, I kept recording reactions because like just setting up video because I was like, because <laughs> it was the last season. I knew like probably some fucking cool shit was going to happen, and then of course spoilers for. St- Star Wars Rebels, but when we when we finally get to the episode, and we're going to talk about these episodes uh, in a couple of weeks, but there some stuff happen, some mention of Ahsoka and this sort of stuff starts happening, and I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to do with Ahsoka gets gets good reaction from me. Um, next thing I wrote down was I've watched this movie a bunch, and yet every time I watch it, I can't help get the gut. F- get that feeling of wishing Anakin just stayed in the council chambers. And that's why thing, like I actually think this movie is put together rather well. And I think that's the, the surefire sign that this movie is actually put together quite solid is the fact that I've watched it a bunch. However, every single time we get to the scene here and it just shows like Padme looking out across the, the, the gap there and like feeling something's up Anakin like kind of sitting there restless in the office, uh, Mace Windu entering, um, Palpatine's office and then him like you know leaping out and all, all this sort of stuff like I know what's going to happen but because it's like kind of paced I would consider perfectly to like kind of build up that like worrying tension it's like that your mind does that thing where it semi forgets that you know what's going to happen and then like I'm like oh maybe this time watching it something different will happen but you know, it's a fucking <laughs> blu-ray it's not going to change <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I always get that feeling. I'm like, just stay there, Anakin. Just stay in the fucking council chambers. <laughs> Mace Windu was going to fuck him up. Leave him be. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Do you think Mace Windu's dead? Oh, God. There's, there's an internet... Well, there's an internet theory that he's not dead for whatever reason. But yes, I believe he's dead. I mean, he only fell, like, a lot. One, he got he thrown fell. halfway across the friggin' city. But, you know, he had one good up. He could have caught himself. P- potentially knocked out at the same Nobody time. Nobody dies from, like, long falls, so. That you, that you know of. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't believe Mace Windows coming back. Like, I think that would be silly also. Like, why bring him back? Yeah. In, what, in what regard? In, in, there's certain... Like things you can change, like force how ghost. they've kind of fit, how they've got kind. Well, no, they can't even come back as a force ghost because that doesn't make sense either. Um, Why not? They changed some. They changed some things where it's like, oh, some random pa- uh, Padawans like Kane and Jarrus, and like the new character we've got happening in the video game this year. They survive, and you can kind of play around that because they're they're not big names, and they can kind of go into hiding or whatever else. But it's like, oh, fucking one of the the biggest Jedi masters survived and Sidious can't sense that he's he's alive somewhere. Fuck off. No, I, I don't buy into that at all. And the reason he can't become a Force Ghost is because to become a Force Ghost, you actually have to learn the ability, which uh, the end of this movie sets up how Obi-Wan knows the ability and it sets up how Yoda knows the ability. And that's because Qui-Gon Jinn teaches them all. How's Darth Vader learn the ability? No idea. <laughs> Why loop loophole? The force does what it wants, bitches. <laughs> that's, that's still uh, one pre- thing. I'm pretty sure I asked this question last time, but 
Why Vader? Do you know? I have no idea. No. I don't know if they've ever... Explained. Explained or delved into it. I don't know if, like, the Sith have some, like, notebook they keep of cool names to name their next apprentices or whatever. Like, fucking Palpatine's like, you shall be named Death Mel. And then, you know, comes along, you shall be named... Dooku. <laughs> no, yes, actually, Sith name. I can't, remember, I can't remember his Sith name. <laughs> Fuck me. And no one ever calls him his Sith name in the, the fucking thing, you know. Or, but every he's, he's just like ticking them off in a book. Mel, Dooku comes along to Anakin. As Anakin's bending down, he looks away for a quick second, like fucking Palpatine, like whips Gosh, open his God. robe, pulls out a, pulls out There's something real the... quick, like what's on the list? Darth Vader. <laughs> There's like fan theories that I'm reading about because apparently Vader means father in Dutch or some shit, or it's close oh, to father in Dutch. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. And there's people being like, "Well, Sidious knew that his kids were gonna play a big part in the future, so he named him Vader because he knew it was." Father in some other kind of no, human language. That was a George it's like, thing. <laughs> it's like, no, shut up. I I don't think reading into names is is much. Like then it's like, why is Plagueis called Plagueis? Why is you know Revan called Revan? No, why, but why did he pick it, that name of all the possible names? Oh, just you know. I think, and it sounded like it was pre-planned as well. Not like off the top of your head. Meter. Yeah, I don't. I I don't have an answer for that. I don't, and also I don't. As, as far as things I'd like to see answered in extended canon material, <laughs> pro- pr- probably not high on my list, to be honest. Um, what did I write down? Where was I up to here? Order 66 scene is so sad. I and Once again, kind of like what I was just saying before about how I think it's kind of perfectly paced where how he's like sitting there in the council chambers and these sorts of things and it gets me anxious. Uh, watching Order 66 like play out and just seeing Anakin go to the dark side... I, as a, once again, I've seen this movie a bunch, and still every time I'm like, no, like, oh. And then when he goes and kills the fucking younglings, every time that random kid pops out and he's like, Anakin Skywalker, you protect us from the bad Sith Jedi, please uh, protect us. And then you see fucking Anakin like whip out his lightsaber. Every time I'm yeah. like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> That's some fucked up shit. It's also just so dark. Like, you kind of. I th- yeah. I- again, a complete 180. It's. Wants to save his clone troopers at the start of the movie. Now he's murdering children. Yeah, it's it's, and this is why Jedi aren't. And it only took like ten seconds for him to accept that's what he was going to do. Cuts off Mace Windu's arm. Oh, what have I done? Oh, I'll go murder some children now. Yeah. Well, see, it's it's kind of like he. it's not like he's fully given into it, but he like has that whole reaction of like, what have I done? Like Ray's window's dead now. But then in my mind, it's just him in his head. Like, well, I'm kind of, I'm committed to this now. Like kind of thing, you know, like as Palpatine's like, yeah, good, good job. Um, he kind of just accepts like, I've just fucking helped kill a Jedi, I guess. Uh, yeah. I got to commit. And then of course, Palpatine's like, I'll give life. you the well, I'll help you protect Padme. And he's like, oh, Padme, yeah, I can't live without her. Yeah. Oh, no. Better get sad. down. Very sad Do just seeing things. another person fall into a life of crime. You know, you know, ever see those things on Instagram? Like, get get yourself a boy who will do this. Get yourself a girl who will do this. Get yourself a boy who will murder thousands of innocent children just nope. to spend one nope. more day with you. <laughs> nope, that's all right. It's okay. We don't need those 24 that's, hours. That's what, right. we, that's what we need. 
<laughs> uh, what did I write down next? I wrote down the quote, "How is this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause, just because I think it's the one of the best uh, written poetic lines in the whole franchise. And like, of course, a, a lot of the prequel stuff is to do with politics and well, not, not so much the third movie for sure, but um, I, I've always kind of loved that that line where Palpatine comes in, fucking dipshit gives him supreme, you know, he's coming in like, oh, I'll turn the fucking place into a, I'll become an emperor. I'll rule all of you. Fuck this shit. And it's like, you know, this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. I mean, um, when you think about it, the first movie, they take the, the first gets into power because everybody's, everything's so slow. Nobody, it takes forever them to want to even look into the issue of the trade federation. And then well, in one yeah. sentence, he, decides I'm going to have all the power, I'm going to be emperor now. Yes. But Pretty he's much. just like, that line is almost Shakespearean in the way that it's written. Like, to think that, the, the you know, in the same movie franchise that came up with, now this is pod racing. <laughs> also I don't came like up sand. <laughs> that I don't like sand. It's coarse. It just, the, like, just... That was Shakespearean. No. <laughs> I'm no, pretty sure like, that was in They can come up with such a line that can deliver such a complex eloquency to it is 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 pretty good actually. Good good job. On you on you, George. On you. One out one out of ten. Um one out next, of five thousand lines. Next thing I wrote down was Yoda just knocks these two fools out, and that's in relation to when he walks back into that room. Uh, you know, Order 66 happens, of course, blah, 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 blah. And then y- Yoda and Obi-Wan sneak back onto Coruscant and Yoda just like kind of waddles into this room. There's those two guards like standing in Palpatine's room and Yoda just very subtly is just like, Ugh. and they kind of just, they're not even far from the wall, but they must get knocked so hard against the wall. They kind of just Ugh, and get passed out. And this Yoda's like, yeah, fuck it. Like, <laughs> every time it makes me laugh. This entire fight scene that happens between him and Sidious actually makes me laugh. Especially the shot where fucking... Uh, Sidious like cu- chucks fucking Yoda across the room, and then Yoda turns around, and chucks him across the room, and Sidious gets chucked into that fucking chair, and he's fucking ass overhead, like with the fucking coat he's got, the cloak he's got <laughs> on. It's it's fucking hilarious every time I watch it. Um, now, right now, best fight in Star Wars: Obi Wan versus Anakin. What, what do we reckon? Yes or no? Yes, because it is the only fight in the Star Wars franchise between two lightsaber wielders, well, the movie franchise, between two lightsaber wielders that are so closely matched. Because mm-hmm. every other one, there's always either like uh, like Yoda Dooku, Yoda's A, doing flippy shit, but he seems to have the upper hand when it comes to the um, lightsaber combat. You've got Darth Vader versus... Um, Obi-Wan later down the track, but Obi-Wan's fucking old and Darth Vader easily kind of overpowers him. He holds his own for a while, but there's always that understanding. And I think a lot of the other ones, there's always like one fighter is always way more experienced or way more talented than the other, where I think in Anakin versus Obi-Wan, they're they're fairly evenly matched. If not in Obi-Wan has experience, whereas I think... Anakin has a lot of raw talent, so it kind of bounces out. Ash? Yeah, probably. I can't think of any other one that comes even close. Yeah, I mean, well, I would have like said even- the, the Praetorian Guard one in The Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> the, 
until like four or five weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think this, I definitely feel like this is the best fight scene. And it's the funny, the thing about it is, that I find funny is because even a lot of people who hate, more like prequels suck, fucking prequels suck, ass, blah, 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 they'll often be like, yeah, but I really love this fight scene. And I'm like, to me, I don't feel like, I don't feel like this fight works unless you somewhat at least buy into like Anakin's history and what's happened because as, as much as you can complain about the prequels the reason this fight I think is so epic is because A it looks cool it's shot well you know they're on lava they're fucking as, as Kieran was saying they're, they're, they're evenly matched so it's like it's an enjoyable fight to watch in that factor but also the motion behind it you know you've got literally one guy just like full rage turned to the dark side like this this prophesized chosen one like there's so much Obi-Wan feeling fucking betrayed. Like his, his master, like his last dying wish trained this kid. Obi-Wan feeling like he, he, he didn't do a good enough training the kid. Like it, this is his fault that this has all happened because he fucked up as a, as, as his master to Anakin, all this sort of stuff. There's so much emotion and story happening in this fight. And it looks fucking cool to watch. Like that's, that's the reason it is so good because you can have a really cool looking fight. Sure. But ain't gonna have the without the motion behind it. You're not gonna be as driven as an audience sitting there. And like once again, all these fucking. I love the end of this movie, by the way. My, my least favorite part of this movie is probably the, you know, the fucking going to find. As much as I like the oh, hello there, like the the whole Obi Wan stuff there. That's my least favorite part. But the last act of this movie, from the moment Anakin starts turning and everything like that, is just like a roller coaster ride of emotion and action and all, all these sorts of things happening and. Um, much like the scenes before this where I'm like I've watched this movie so many times and I'm still I've watched this movie so many times I'm watching this fucking fight scene and I'm still just like oh like who's who's gonna win I know who wins but I'm still just like oh no <laughs> like I'm, in, I'm invested that one every shot, single though, time of them like swinging their lightsabers around themselves making no contact yeah, with each other yeah everyone makes fun of that but that's always been the prequel fighting style where they're like they've explained it where the, the reason the Jedi fight with that is because it, it, they're like constantly swinging around and like reacting so they're not going in for hits they're like literally changing between like different forms and positions is what it's supposed to kind of represent like they're kind of like and they're like switching for of course if you don't that's like a canon sort of explanation and that helps me have zero issues watching it which but people on internet like to put up that gif and be like yeah but look at this fight it's fucking shit blah 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 so 99 percent of people are like what the hell is this and the one yeah, well, percent of hardcore Star Wars fans are like, yes. <laughs> but also, that's very much the positions. It is literally one fucking two second scene where they're just like swinging them around real fast. That it's someone to look at. people have gifted. Yeah, I think it looks fucking cool. Every time I see that gif and people are like saying like, yeah, but the prequel fights so shit. I'm like, I don't know. This gif is pretty cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 no problem. Even, um, we had they were just trying to pay homage to General Grievous from earlier in the film. I yeah. will say, honorable mention, because we haven't really mentioned him in the notes yet, General Grievous versus Obi-Wan Kenobi is a really enjoyable fight. I really it's, like it's, it. It's fine. I think with in the I'm saying in the context of this movie, it's my least favorite stuff, though. Yeah. That's fair. It, it's fine. Like, I mean, it's, it's cool. Grievous should have won, technically. I mean, how do you lose when you've got a four-on-one advantage? Well, well when your one is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, got him. Um, <laughs> next thing I wrote down, uh, you can see the disappointment with himself on Yoda's face. Of course, we covered this in the Phantom Menace episode, I think, but you know how Yoda's like so puts the blame on himself and 
it somewhat is like <laughs> we we kind of covered, but you can and subsequently I, I, that, goes crazy, yeah. And subsequently goes crazy, yeah. But you, you can really see it in that final scene here where he's kind of crawling through the thing and like it, when he drops down into the the ship there, and you can kind of just like see in his a, face how sad he is. It's like a wounded animal walking away from a fight, like yeah, very much. Kind of wishing that that fight didn't end with him walking away, even if it meant his life, like. It's a lot harder to bear your like to bear the burden Surviving. than it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, next thing I wrote down just as a funny little thing is where Anakin's like, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, says every Trump supporter as you tell them Trump's evil. <laughs> <laughs> from my point of view, yeah, well you're wrong. Shut up. Um then I wrote then I wrote down everyone found it weird when Mole survived. Meanwhile, you got Anakin clinging to life through nothing but pure hatred here, and no one has problems with it. Now, I don't know if I asked <laughs> this last time we recorded this, or if this was the theory I read after this we recorded it last time. Do you buy into the Anakin stealing life force from Padme? Uh, I liked the theory, but and I very much enjoyed the, like kicking it around for a while. I don't know if I, I maybe I even believed it prior to this watching but as of my current watching of the movie and sitting there watching that scene happening and being like okay give me some signs let me let me i got headphones on and watch this movie i'm listening to the the breathing the beats like how it's all working i'm playing close attention no i don't think that's what's happening okay fair enough i legit think she just unfortunately just she just died in childbirth you know yeah like his vision said because of him because they don't have top health care choices no, but why the fuck was she giving birth in that ship? She wasn't because a ship. Of They're Anakin. on a planet. They're on a planet. Yeah. I thought it was a ship. No, no, no. They, they, they Remember, they, they, they take a ship, they land, they get oh, out. Oh, fuck. And then no, they do. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, They, they like, take her to the medical bay, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, so just to tie into kind of what I said before I wrote down, there's no way we don't get a Qui-Gon in the, t- the Obi-Wan TV series with how he's mentioned at the end here. Because if the Obi-Wan series is like three years after this, or no, six years after this, and how Yoda's like, uh, training I have for you in your solitude, blah, 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 from an old friend, teasing how Obi-Wan's going to have to practice uh, the technique to be able to turn into a Force Ghost and these sorts of things, I find it hard to believe that we're not at least going to get one Qui-Gon ghost uh, thing, Scene. which we kind of talked about in uh, once again in a previous episode that I think that's going to happen. We all f- pretty much think that's going to happen. Wow, quite um, you age so much in your in death. Now we got we got it's fucking Disney. They, they can use that the uh, Marvel yeah, de-aging technology. They, they're fucking good. Uh, and then what the do you last thing I wrote down for like twenty years. Good cuppers. Don't know. <laughs> Quagon's like, what's it taste like? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, the last thing I like, last thing I d- wrote down was our short time on the beautiful planet of which this podcast gets its name. Ah, the tranquility, because it's the only like time we ever see anything on Alderaan is like this Isn't... thirty second scene of. What about fucking... next week's episode? <sighs> next week's episode is Solo. Isn't aren't they on Alderaan they at some Alderaan? point in that? Do they? Go... I don't think they go to Alderaan on. Solo? They go to like they talk to the. I know they uh, talk to Jimmy Smith again. Yeah. No, they they, 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 they go. Uh, Maybe they, he's not on Alderaan. Though. Like Ambassador Alderaan himself's there, but Jimmy Smith. Don't worry, we'll we'll see it in episode four. <laughs> yeah, we will from afar. That's that's right. From from, from very distance. far. 
Um, it hurts less from a distance. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Uh, so that brings us to the end of the episode, but of course, where are we all ranking it now? I think this is once again, I think this is going to be the last of the easy week, surely somewhat. uh, uh, Come on. All right. So Kieran, where are you ranking this previously? You've currently got it. Number 10, episode two, nine, episode one. This goes above the other two. So so you're putting this at eighth currently. Ash, where are you putting it? This is also the top so far. Yeah, and of course, I'm also going there. So currently, all three of us have the exact same rankings, which is at ten, uh, at tenth position, episode two; at ninth position, episode one; and at eighth position will be episode three. And I think from next week on, because we are of course ranking all the all of the rest of the Star Wars movies, including Solo and uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. They will all be part of this, and I think from next week on, our rankings should hopefully get somewhat more. outside the box interesting yeah okay so that is it for this week's episode of Old Around Explosion next week we'll be discussing as I just said Solo a Star Wars story so make sure you watch the movie before then please share this episode on social media and tag at Explosion Pod if you're enjoying it tell your friends to rate on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser Old Around Explosion is a Darth production of ExplosionArc.com, which is where you can also find what you want to watch, our fortnightly movie and TV podcast. And if you like Star Wars movies, you probably like other movies. You can follow me on Twitter at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. You can follow Ash on Twitter at Ashley Hobby, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. Follow Kieran on Twitter at your boy Ringo. And may the force be with you. Always. Mm, like and subscribe, you will.